Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast. Before I actually get into the conversation that Zach and I had, I need to apologize once again for my geniusness. When we were recording these two episodes, I realized three quarters into the second episode that we recorded that the computer was actually recording on its default mic rather than my podcast Blue Yeti mic. So the sound quality is not going to be great for the next two episodes, but it's not awful. But just so you know, that's why it sounds different than the other episodes. It is definitely listenable, so it's not like so bad that you're not going to be able to hear it, but it is going to be a different quality. So I just wanted to let you know that now, before you listen to these next two episodes, I promise I'm going to get better at this eventually. I used to be so good at this stuff. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I was average at this stuff, but now I'm just like subpar, and that's not great. So anyway, enjoy this conversation between Zach and I about the Brimbank 50K. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. We're back with another race recap. It's been a while. That feels familiar. Deja vu. I know. It's like we've done that before. Or if we're about to do it again. Who knows? Tiny whining. Wibbly wobbly. Up and that depth. Hey, we're going to talk about an event we did together. Long time coming. Threatened to do it last year. Tried to do it last year, but I got in the way. Indeed. But we finally got a chance to run not just the Brimbank 50K together, but this is actually the first time I think we actually started a race together and ran large sections of an event together. I think so. I think so. Because we've obviously done the Melbourne Marathon together, but not together. Like, yes. I've never actually... Not ran side by side. No. Or started together or something no. like that. We or were had at the same any event. kind of conversation. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we were, we've been at the same event at Melbourne before, yeah. but we've not ran it together. Whereas Brimbank... Spoilers, we started together and ran together for a long time. For quite a while. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was a good it was a good time. It was like um <laughs> Brimbank. Yeah. Brimbank's a really interesting course. Yeah. It shouldn't be as hard as it is that it event. really, really shouldn't. Like <laughs> no. it's funny because I was I was like, like, okay, spoilers everybody. Again, I didn't really I didn't train like I should have for this. Uh, I think my longest run leading up to this was like 25 or 26 kilometers. You were training for Sparta. Yeah. Yeah. Like six weeks or seven weeks prior to this, I did that run, maybe even longer than that. But, you know, body held up fine. But it's like, even my coach was like, probably if you train for that, you could come under five hours. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Because this course is stupid. (laughs) Burnbank is dumb. Brett, dumb. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so so we are so Brimbank uh western suburbs of Melbourne uh this year was a different course to normal years this year they had to do what's called the alternate emergency course it looks like they do every five years or so whenever the Maribyrnong River floods or has flood damage and so normally there's this huge out and back section that we do um which was completely closed off so the alternate course this year had us doing two loops of the half marathon course plus an extra bit that involved going backwards up the toughest hill in the entire event at the very, very start. So much fun. Sets you up for a great day. Yeah. Um, But even before the start, so we, so Andrew picked me up and we, we drove over there, uh, got to the step, it started at seven o'clock the event, I think, 7.30? Started at 7.30. 7.30. Yeah, because you picked me up at six. Yeah. Yeah, so it started at 7.30. We got there at about, oh, I want to say 6.40 or so. We Something were like that. 50 minutes early. 
We got there, we get our bibs, we get our t-shirts. Andrew's being extremely loud, um, even though it's not even daylight yet. Um, talking and swearing. <laughs> what was I even talking about? I know I was like yelling about something stupid. Hey, uh, what bid number? What's, what's your name? Andrew. Okay, uh, your bid number this. Let's just check it's you. What... What's on your What's on your bid? Just my name. Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't say that. It says Andrew. Well, it should say just my name. And so then the lady wrote just my but name. But that was the volunteer's fault. She was the one leading that conversation. No, that was you having witty banter. I didn't. At seven she in the was. No, no, she no. said, what's on the thing? And I said, just my name. And she said, no, it says Andrew. And then it was her idea to write just my name. I, I had other banter about other stuff, but there, that wasn't it. There's people stretching. There's people getting in touch with <laughs> nature, doing breathing. And then you've got this jackass <laughs> carrying on like a... I don't even know what I was, compl oh, I was complaining about. Something. something about... At one point I heard you... you um, you were trying to get your T-shirt or your singlet or something, and something happened. And you went, "Well, I'm just gonna." I, that's that's fucking ridiculous. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the point. I walked up to you and said, "Are you being an, a, an ugly, loud American?" Yeah. And someone laughed. Someone went, "Yes, he is." Yes, he is. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. that. Whoever you are. It was yeah. It was it was fun. Like we got there, we did our toilet stops. We, and then Brett started his run briefing at like, seven twenty. Yeah. Which we were like, this is amazing. Yeah, we've got ten minutes to for Brett to complete his run. Problem is, it took him nine minutes to find his notes. It took him nine minutes to work out what he was <laughs> going to talk about. He's like, oh, I just want to say thank you to uh, Garmin, who are going to be uh, coming back onto the events, um, but not at this one, and they're not here today. So let's not thank. Them. So we won't talk about them. And someone else is going to be coming later, but they're not here today. Um, and hey, where's that guy from uh, from Germany? Where's he? Yeah. Where's he? Let's just wait for him. So Time is. I, I'm watching the clock behind him count down. Five minutes to go. Yeah. Four minutes like, to go. You know, and three minutes to go. At this point, I walked away to go to the porta potty because mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just gonna do one more little wee break, and that's when he started talking about the important stuff. Yeah. He, he literally with 90 seconds to go, he's like, okay, well, this is how you navigate the course. And it was so confusing. <laughs> like leading up to oh. this event, like we had so many emails. Like he just should have sent. Sorry, Brett, but you just should have <laughs> sent one damn email because you sent like four of them the week of the race and each one of them muddied the waters just yeah. a little bit more because it was like you were putting too much information and it got confusing and then your race briefing didn't help because we were out on course in that first 8k loop mm -hmm. and we were telling well zach was telling people like the wrong information because we didn't know what the right information was because it wasn't very clearly laid out yeah i thought it was the right information but it's yeah. it made sense that it was the right information but it was the wrong information it was the wrong information. and so i really do apologize to that gentleman who i possibly freaked out a little bit and cost, cost his pb cost him his pb um <laughs> we'll get to that we'll get to that so eventually however we started the run which is always useful indeed um very useful to start the run and, and Zach, for whatever reason, felt the need to tell me to start my watch. <laughs> He's like, start your watch. I was like, I've done this before. I've raced. What are you talking about? Start I don't know. Watch. You were very simple that morning. So I was like, <laughs> I need to give you very clear instructions. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, and literally, Brett, you fucker. Like, normally at Brimbank, you get a solid 400 meters or so before he sends you up a hill. Mm -mm. It was like... 40 meters across the grass. Yeah, it's weird. Turn left and up the hill. Up the hill. And so we're walk we're going up past the, the, the cafe, which you can run past, but then a little flat bit and then up this zigzag hill, yeah. which is normally the thing you run down and it destroys your quads. And spoilers, we ran it through it twice on this course. But we had to go up it. I've never gone up it no. on any of those events before. No. I don't think I've ever ran up it in my life on that, that hill. 
So good job for it, getting through it. It was a shock. Yeah. Um, Andrew <clears throat> walked it. I did my no, 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 no. Running movement is more efficient. It than was. Walking. Yeah, it was funny. Like I was walking and you were running, and we were both going at the exact same pace. I was insistent on doing a running motion, even though I was going no faster than you, <laughs> who was walking along. But no, in my mind, it made a difference. I feel like probably it made sense. It makes sense because yeah. you were taking short little punchy steps and I was just like, you know, walking. Well, rather than, and we'll talk about this when we get to our uh, Oxfam recap, mm. but rather than walking <laughs> and, and using the knee as a lever, I was trying to use the quads to push myself, which is where I've done all my training. Right. So that was the logic behind using the running motion. And depending on the order of this episode, you might have already heard about that. I might have already heard about that, Indeed. yeah. Indeed. But the, the, the 50K started with us doing an out and back onto a part of Brimbank that, again, like I, th I think I said to you, I've done many, many hours and many, many laps. I've, do, I've done probably over 200 kilometers of organized races at Brimbank. Yeah. I had never been on this part of Brimbank before. No, I don't remember it. I I mean, had, well, obviously, because I wasn't on it. I had never been out there before. We yeah. kind of, and so the way it worked was that the 50-kilometer runners had to do an 8-kilometer out and back before they rejoined the start of the race, where they then did the 21-kilometer course twice. Right. But... As part of the 21-kilometer course, because it was adjusted this year because of the flooding, the 21-kilometer course needed to go out on this out and back we've never done before either. You mean the 42? The 40, yeah. The, well, the, the two laps of the 21 to make the 42. Oh, of course. Duh. Yeah, because yeah. when you do, and this is why I got confused, and this is why I told that guy he was going the wrong way. Yeah. Whenever I've done the 42 or anything on that course before, mm. we've not had to do that out right. and back bit. But the first time we did it as the 50 we had to go out two and a half kilometers and come back. Yeah. When we did it as part of the 21 kilometer loop. There was a sign. There was a sign, but the sign wasn't there when we Which did it. Which is crazy because they started at the same time we did, didn't they? I, they must have gone right and we went left. That's the only thing I can think of. Because I really don't remember seeing that sign the first time because we would have gotten it wrong. Yeah. And I also don't understand how we could have been so far ahead of those marathoners if we'd already done 8Ks. But we started at the same time. Yeah, it's just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I don't remember seeing a different sign for the 42 turnaround versus the 50 turnaround the first time. Yeah. And I don't understand how we were on the that part of the course at that time with those runners. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. It's like kind of like a weird... Yeah, it's just... It's like some place somewhere there was a wormhole. Yeah, and so I was telling people they were on the wrong course. You told like two people. I told one person he was on the wrong course and he went, thanks, mate, and kept going. Um... <laughs> And at that point, I thought I was right and he was wrong. So I was like, well, that's going to suck for him. Yeah. And then I told another guy and he doubled back, looked at the sign. The sign said, no, you meant to go this way. And I'm like, yeah, that is what the sign says. Mm. I don't know what's going on. And then later realized that he was going out yeah. to, uh, to a thing. So, yeah, long way of saying that in the first eight, well, in the first 15 Ks of this event, there was a lot of climbing. There's a lot of climbing. A lot of climbing. Lot of How climbing. do you find it? Um, yeah, look, I think it was... Uh, okay, I'm in a weird... Like I said, I didn't... Distance-wise, I didn't train for this event. But terrain-wise, I was kind of, like, comfortable. I was yeah. comfortable with where we were. We were doing... We were keeping pretty good time. We were, we were right around that six-minute kilometer range of about a nine-and-a-half-minute mile or so. Like, we were doing well. I mean, of course, we were losing time on that that those uphills. But it was funny because, like... Each kilometer we went, you were like keeping us 
where like okay this is where we're at in terms of a five hour ultra and it was like it was just really it's it's a really interesting thing like you can gain like so like x amount of time yeah in 10 minutes yeah but you can lose all of that time <laughs> in like 30 seconds it yeah. just doesn't like it's weird like okay we're like two minutes ahead great all right well we're now 35 minutes that literally behind. happened to us <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, at one point we went from being uh 30 seconds ahead to be 90 seconds behind yeah in like a kilometer it, like a, yeah it, and was it, was, like, it was this kilometer here it was that big it was where the hill where we got up here. yeah yeah so we were we were trying to, to to finish Primbank in under five hours you've got to do under six minutes a kilometer mm. and to do under six minutes a kilometer on average You've got to make up for the fact that there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven hills where your pace is going to drop on that hill part to 10 minute kilometers, yeah. 11 minute kilometers. Yeah, it's like. And so you've got to make up four minutes of loss over the course of the rest of the time. And twice. The, yeah, and the hills are just at the spot where you never get ahead and build a buffer. No. Like we were behind from kilometer two. Yeah. Because we did the first kilometer. We needed to do it in six minutes. We did it in, you know, five minutes something, 554. Mm. So we were six seconds ahead yep. at the end of the first kilometer. At the end of the second kilometer, we were 35 seconds behind. Yeah. Because we did a 640 for the second kilometer because we have to go up a hill. And, and it's just like impossible yeah. to, it's like, yeah, it's just, it, it's funny. This course, the way it's set out is like just exactly what you just said. Like there's no, you can't, like the way that the hills are, it's like you can't get a buffer anywhere Ever. No, unless you're able to run up those hills, which is going to destroy you for the rest of your race. Right, unless you're just a freaking yeah. strong-ass hill runner. Or you turn around and you were confident enough to run a lot faster on the flats and other stuff than we were. Right. Because we were trying to average six minutes, but what we weren't doing is we were trying to keep our pace on the flats between 5.40 and 6. Yeah. We weren't going out and running 5.15s no. on the flats to try and build a buffer. A couple of times we caught ourselves doing that, yeah. but then it was like, ah, oh, let's not do that. Yeah. So we were trying to slowly claw it back. My, yeah. my whole thing was by the time we got to the next hill, if we could have clawed it back, we were going to be right. Mm. Because we kind of knew on this course that if we could make up a... If we felt like it, we could make up a lot in the last four or five kilometres if we needed to. Yeah. Because it was basically a downhill run. Yeah. From a certain point, we were going to have four or five kilometres where it was net downhill overall. Mm. And our whole goal was just to get to that point where yeah. it was achievable to catch it. Right. We did not get to We that. did not get to that point. <laughs> no. We did not get to no, that point. No, the wheels came off a bit before then. Yeah. But that was the plan. And yeah. it was going, the plan it was going, going well. well. It was going well. It was like... Look at how high our voices went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does. The plan was not going well. And no, it was, it was like fine. Like, you know, we were kind of really consistent for... I, and yeah. I'd say we were together for the first 30 kilometers. Yeah, we, where we split up was at the 28-kilometer mark. It was 28? It was at, at that aid station. It was at that aid station. You yeah. had to stop to refuel your yeah. water bottles. Because yeah. I was running with a... Um, a pack. A, a bladder. A bladder, yep. So I had a bladder. You had bottles. We were halfway through the event. Your bottles had ran out. My bladder was only half ran out. Mm. So... We at the top of that big downhill bit, you stopped to get some water. Right. I kept going on the downhill bit, and that put me about a minute and a half behind. I got a little aggressive on that downhill bit. Yeah, so yeah, that. I ripped down that. That yeah. was that was stupid. Um, um, and to, but even still, I was heading from that downhill bit. I was then heading down to the next little downhill bit. I looked back, and you were coming down the downhill bit. Yeah. So it was a minute, but we're also talking about. 
couple hundred meters. Yeah. It's not huge. No. Yeah. No. I'm wondering, I kind of wonder how I would have gone had I not stopped there. Like, for the next time I do it, I have my bladder and I just don't stop. Maybe. I just hate running with the bladder. Well, we went through, I went through the um, 35 kilometer mark. Yeah. And I was a minute up on where we needed to be yep. for six hour pace. Yep. Which meant five hour pace. For five hour pace. Yep. Which and according to Jenna, you came through not much after me. Yeah. So we went through thirty five Ks on time to go very, very close to seventy five. Yep. Yeah. I basically my wheels totally toppled off right around like the point where my body was like, Hey man, you haven't trained for this distance. Yeah. You're we're not doing this today. It was right around thirty four, thirty five 36, yep. that's when I really slowed down. Yeah, when I noticed it was we got to like the 38k mark and there was a bit there which on the first time we didn't we didn't walk it. No. And I had to walk it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I remember crossing the aid station at the top of the hill yep. and saying to them, I can feel sub five slipping me away. Mm. Was, I was like a minute and a half behind at that point. Yeah. I'd lost a two and a half minutes yep. in the space of like three kilometers. At that point, I was probably about five or 10 minutes behind. Yeah. yeah. And then what happened was the bits leading out to the farm. Yep. Because the way it works is you run in, in Brimbank proper and then you run out to this farm and you do a lap of this farm and yeah. then you come back again. On the run out to the farm, we were smashing it. We were like consistently knocking over. Yeah, this is where we got stupid. Yeah, at one point we did a five oh six, which was dumb. We did we did a five twenty eight and a five oh six back to back on the way out. My and, last time out to the farm was not that good. Yeah, no, no, no. My last time out to the farm was not impressive <laughs> at all. The, the farm was where they take you, and they're like, "Okay, little Johnny, Andrew's going to the farm. Yeah. Uh, say goodbye. It's time to bite the farm." Yeah, I struggled so much that loop of the farm. I was not happy on that one. No, like. I mean, spoilers, I'm really happy to say that my, my knee and everything held up. Mm. I didn't feel any pain, no injury, no nothing that has stopped me in the past before. So this is mm. now my second marathon or greater distance that I've gone without any pain, which is great. But my body was just tired on mm. that lap. I was like walking so much more than I was running. Yeah, I, I was the same. I my Basically, I got to the 38K mark and my body went, well... You've had a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you you ran a 50K a week ago. Yeah. Um, you've recovered enough to be able to run 38Ks fairly well. Yeah. But this is it. And if it had been a marathon, it would have been like, okay, 4Ks to go. Let's just push on through it's, it. Yeah. But there's it's another 12Ks like, yeah, like, to go. That's exactly what my body was like. You know, <laughs> you, 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 you have enough um, resistance to impact and mileage mm. under your feet that you can go about 30, 35 kilometers. Mm. Okay. But anything past that, we're not we're not here for you yeah. right now. Just just yeah. I think the I was really happy with fueling. Yeah, fueling was good. Um, yeah, same. I was really happy with hydration. Yep. I was really happy with our pace. Yeah. I think it was a like I said, it wasn't a pace that was going to give us a buffer. Mm. It was a controlled pace. It was a pace that said if we're going to go sub five. We're talking four fifty nine fifty nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't like we were going to be spot on if no, but we didn't. Not yeah. like the first time I tried to do like oh well to make sure I get under five I'll run a four forty five. Doesn't work either. It wasn't that. It's year. not that kind of course. But but I think that's what you need to be thinking and able to do on it. Yeah, yeah. if you're able to do it. If you're able to do it, yeah. that's what you need to be able to do because yeah. it does come up and it does bite you in the ass. Yeah, yeah real quick, real quick. Yeah. Um, how how did you enjoy 
doing a quote-unquote looped course. So going over the same thing twice. I didn't love it. Like, I mean, I did not like it. Like, it was nice knowing. I was like, I know where I am. I know how far this is to get there. But then I was just like, I'm only here. (laughs) Like when you don't, when the courses are out, it's like a one-way course. Yeah. You can kind of fool yourself. Dude, there was like one section, you know that one section where you go like it's all down, it's like down the steps yeah. and then you go down and you wind down. Yes. Um, And then you come back in across the river. Yeah. Yeah. Like I got there the second time maybe. Yep. And it must have been the second time because I wasn't with you. So the second, second time and the 5K runners or the half marathon or something must have, no. Yeah, whoever had just started or whatever, because like I was like traipsing along at like dumb kilometer an hour pace. Yep. And these runners are like sprinting up behind me and I'm like on the stairs and I have no place to go. I'm like, Jesus. And then all of a sudden we get to where they can pass me and like 10 people just like bolt past me. I was like, oh God, what the fuck? I was like, where are you coming from? You're not in my race because there's no way you have that much energy. And were they all doing that thing where they're like, well done, good job. No, none of them spoke. None of them spoke. None of them said anything. No, it is it is fun when you're out there on the course and you've got the half marathoners and the marathoners coming back and they see the purple bit of the ultra. Yeah. And then they look in your eyes and they can see how much you're struggling yeah. and they're like, Well done. Well, Keep going. Yeah, no. You're nearly there. I'm like, I don't no, need no, your sympathy. Not nearly there. No, you're an idiot. You're not nearly there. <laughs> um But I think I think the looped course, yeah. I think if I I was taking great confidence from the looped course, knowing exactly where I was right up to the point where it started to suck. Yeah. And then the fact that I knew how far I had to go was what made it even worse. Because I'm like, there's no point pushing on this bit because after this bit, there's the next bit. And after that bit, there's another bit that sucks and everything sucks and I hate this. That's fair. So, yeah. Great event though. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Can't complain about that. (laughs) Um, Did you use the aid stations much other than Um, just refueling? No, just refuel, just just getting water into my bottles. Yeah. And the only one that I used was the one at the top of the hill. Yeah, okay. I used the one, that one, and the farm for like electrolytes and some Coke, some Diet Coke and yeah. stuff like that, or not Diet Coke, some full pack Coke just to get going again. Because I was kind of at that point where like, I don't want to have any more gels. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have any more chews. I don't want any of that stuff. No, I just. Just give me something different. Yeah, exactly. Please. Exactly. Um, um, but yeah, I, uh, I tell you when I really felt it was. Um, you know that section right before you get to the farm and you have to like run through that little gate thing? Oh yeah. That for some reason right there, I was like that was where it hit me that I was doing the same course again and I was like, Jesus, I'm only here. Yeah. Everything hurts horribly. Yeah. It was tough. There was a bit on that section where it was really, really rocky and Brett had said, Listen, be careful going through there. If you you know, unless you're really confident running it, don't run. Yeah. And so the first time we just trip tropped along the outside, we were like dancing across the rocks. This is fine, be a little bit careful. Yeah. The second time I was like, step was like, rock. Yeah. Step. I was like, rock. dude, that second time we went through that, I was like, I'm gonna break my ankle on yeah. these cobblestones. I was unbelievable at how sore it felt. Yeah. 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 I remember that section that's funny. That that cobblestone section the very first time i ever went mm. to brimbank park to run an eight kilometer just hilly run for part of my first marathon training i went through there that was the worst run ever um and it was only eight k's and i'm pretty sure that my average pace for that was just about the same average pace that i kept for this 50k yeah which is awesome so there you go you're getting yeah. better yeah yeah um and it was like it, it was a trail run but a lot of it was on pavement pavement yeah um there was i don't know 50 percent of it was 
off-road, 50% of it was pavement. I think the worst part is right after you traipse through the grass in that one section yeah. and you, you're going up to where the actual stairs are to go. That's the only bit that's even challenging sort of track yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's just like, it's just, you just got to really be careful. It's not mm. like really... It's not technical trail. It's just like, uneven ground. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. no camber or descents or no. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just... Um, it's just the course. The way that it's broken up is stupid. It's so hard to explain, folks. Like, like we got in the car and Zach, like, exploded because, <laughs> like, he started yelling and I was actually scared. I was, I'm so angry at this Brimbank course. Yeah. I've done it so many times and I cannot break five and I don't understand why. Like, you were yelling and I'm just like, don't look at him. He it's, will definitely kill you. It's really annoying. Everything says it's possible. But yeah. every, every year... There's been a reason not to do it. The first year, it was my first ever 50K. I did not have a clue what I was doing. Yep. Second year... What was your time in that one? Do you remember? Uh, 5.15. Nice. Yeah. Second year, I ran it with Daryl. Yeah. That was just about getting Daryl through. That was a 5.40 something. Sure. Going to accept that. No problem. Third time I ran it, 5.01. Calves, cramps, you know, sucky. <laughs> really, yeah. really bad luck. You know, that's annoying. This time, shouldn't have ran a 50K a week before. <laughs> um, it's probably the lesson. Probably. Um, like we were saying, if we'd gone into that, quote-unquote, fresh with a proper taper and everything. Yeah, you fresh, me trained. Yeah. We could do it. Yeah. If, if I was fresh and you were trained, we could go sub-5. I've already told Kirk that I want to do it again next year and go sub-5, so we've got to do it next I year. I know, but I, but I think we need to, to go sub-5, we need to train ourselves to a point where we're like, we're going to set pace for 4.45. Yeah. Which means what we were doing is we kind of need to be doing 5.30 to 5.40 on the flats. Yeah. Rather than 5.50. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the difference. You know, we need to find 15 seconds a kilometer on the flat bits, mm. do the hills the same as we did, and not suck at the end. That's fair. That's pretty much it. It's simple as that. I think that, it, that, that's fair. Yeah, it doesn't need um, trail shoes. It doesn't need... No, I ran in my Alpha Flies. Yeah, exactly. You ran in shoes that last, like... You, you ran in indoor slippers. Yeah, would you know what? And the, fun, the, <laughs> the funny thing about the Alpha Flies is they, they were fine. But what there, there was points where the pat, uh, the bitumen was, like, wet because it was raining. They are not good on wet no. ground. They were slipping and sliding. I was like, I'm going to die today. Yeah. I, I had to do um, spoilers for the Oxfam podcast. Um, I had to do some walking on wet pavement in trail shoes during that. That was stupid. That was like being on ice skates. Yeah, wow. Um, but you don't need trail shoes at Brimbank. No. It's a very, very simple course. Like mm. We both ran with packs, um, but you don't need like mandatory gear or anything no. like that. You could run it with just gels. And yeah, I mean, aid th th there's, a, there's enough aid stations. That's why I didn't bring my bladder. Like, mm. There's enough aid stations there that... I, I, granted, toward the end, I wish I had one because it was like mm. I was drinking a lot more water toward the end just because that's just I was. Yeah. Um, because I was like really salty sweating that day. It was humid. Yeah. It was very humid that day. Like I chafed a lot because of the salt that was coming out of my Did body. you also wear your new singlet? Maybe no. No, I, I wore yeah. it after. Yeah. yeah. I wore, um, I wore uh, something. Um, I wore my UCAN. UCAN. Generation yeah. UCAN. Yeah. yeah. Of course, I fueled with Generation UCAN. Yes. Which... Worked well. It did. Um, yeah, yeah. So the fuel wasn't the problem. The equipment wasn't the problem. No. It was just, it's just a real dickish course. Stupid course. Yeah. I mean, I PB'd the 50K. Yeah, exactly. Congratulations so on that. that. You've, yeah, exactly. Uh. But this is the thing. Andrew PB'd his 50 and he's still like 
Gosh darn it. Yeah, I feel so like I should be able to do that course better. Like I'm, yeah. I'm happy that I finished it pain-free. I'm happy that I PB'd it, but I'm also like, I don't know if I was going to go under five hours this time because I didn't train for it, but I, I, I should have done a better time than I did. It's up 5.30 easily. Yeah, yeah, which I didn't. Yeah. Which I, did I? No, I didn't. Five thir- uh, I came in 16 minutes behind you. Just at 5.31 or something like that. No, five, I was 5.21. So, so I was 5.35, 536. Yeah, something. Yeah. So I was like, I'm happy. Sub six, great, fine. Yeah. Sub 540, fine. But it's funny, like this course, especially, like at the last like 10 kilometers or so, I was like doing the math. I'm like, all right, 530, no, that's gone. Yeah. All right, how am I going to come under 535, 540? And you're just like every kilometer, I'm like, God damn it, I'm like so cutting this close. Yeah, the, the big for me, ironically, where I started running again, was remember on the first lap, we reached a point and I was like, right, if we can get to this point here with this time to go, then we'll have a chance of breaking sub five. Yeah. And if not, then we'll just need to figure out how we go. Now, yeah. as it turned out, the race was over well before that. Yeah. I think I got to that point at the five hour mark. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, I, I got to that point at about 510, I think. Yeah. Or 515, it would have been. And I was just like, I, I mean, I got to the point at probably kilometer 42, 43, where I was just like, I'm just going to like, whatever. I'm not going to push too hard. I texted you and said, um, I've just come out of the farm. I'm on my way back. Yeah. And I'm just going to finish without getting injured. Yeah. Like at that point, it was like, I've got Oxfam in a Exactly. Week. I just got to not hurt myself. I'm just like, and yeah. that was the same way. I was like, I'm, this is mm. just for fun. I'm not yeah. going to like push myself too hard. Everything hurts already anyway. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I got to the 42.2 kilometer mark in a faster time than my first ever marathon on a flat course. Yeah. So that's cool. There's that. Absolutely. Yeah. And it sucks when you get to a marathon point in a 50 or an ultra. You're like, this doesn't count. I don't no. get anything for this. No, I don't get There nothing. should be a second medal. Yeah. Like just a small one that you put inside the bigger medal. Yeah. And even like if I got 42.2 and I stopped right now, I'd get nothing. Exactly. You'd get a DNF. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, Stupid race. How'd you pull up? <laughs> I pulled up great. I like, know. That makes I it worse. So well. Like, I didn't, I wasn't like, okay. So the, that day after we stopped, everything was sore for like the rest of the day. Well, like, you, how, did you refuel properly? Like, cause when I spoke to you five, six hours later, you still hadn't eaten. No, I, I didn't. I like, I didn't. I had like a protein bar afterward and then I went home to, um, to Aaron and like my intention was to make food, yep. but I didn't have any food there. Cause I didn't, I, I thought I did, but I didn't. I was like, fuck it. <laughs> and so I took a nap instead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was so tired. So I didn't like eat a full meal until probably like three or four hours Ooh, after okay which wasn't probably ideal not the smartest thing in the world no worry. but i had i had some good meals though okay that's um good. but like I, I was so sore that day i was so tired that day but then i woke up like the next day and like as you do you get up the next day after like a big race and you're kind of creaky but mm-hmm. like it wasn't too bad by noon I was fine yeah. by the day after that. I didn't, I, I did not get sore at all. Yeah. Like really like sore at all. Like I never had a problem. Like I felt like the day after I could have gone for like a, like a, like a recovery run. Yeah. I, was- I didn't, I took like three days off of running, but then I was running again like four days later and I was like, fine. I didn't get sore once, which kind of like annoying. Cause I like that. Feeling, yeah, sort of sometimes. I didn't get sore either, which was useful because I had Oxfam four That's days later. Point. Yeah. But I felt really, really good. Like the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I was like, if I wasn't about to go do a hundred k, you could go run. I could run, no yeah. problem. So it's just it's really, really weird because yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I actually only took, yeah, I only took Monday and Tuesday off. Hmm. Uh, and then I was on the, I was on the elliptical on Wednesday. Yeah. I did like a 10K on the elliptical. That made my cat sore shit. Yeah. But I pulled up really great. Like as, as, as successful races go, yeah, time wise, maybe not, but like injury wise. Yeah. Um, PB technically and, and how I pulled up afterward really a win yeah finish without getting injured and a pb and recover like everything for you says that was a successful race yeah yeah because it's Brimbank, stupid and because it's a stupid race it's a stupid we, dumb race it's a stupid dumb race and we should have gone better and we don't know why we didn't no <laughs> it's just weird it's so strange it's so strange like yeah it's just we, we got to do it we're, I'm, we're doing it it's like that is like doing it we cannot highly recommend it enough folks no you know You've what gotta come do it you gotta come do it like like all jokes aside brett does put on a good event yeah like there's always a lot of cool stuff like shout out to that what was that beer called oh zero beer zero zero uh, sports beer zero sports beers it's just like no alcohol non-alcoholic it's just a, ta- a drink that tastes exactly like beer but it's got all it's got like i think three of the five electrolytes in it Yep. Um, and like I don't drink beer, but after like a big race, oh, beer tasty. tastes great all yeah. the time. Like that's why I have beer after the Spartan events. But that tasted really good mm. after that. Um, you know he's got uh, he had a, another electrolyte company there. You know he's just like he just puts on a good event. It's a small little event. There's like two companies there, or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes he has the uh, uh, the big ice. Um, What's that? Cryogenic yeah, chamber yeah, yeah. in there or whatever. And he's had Petzl there before. Yeah. And um, uh, Garmin have been there yeah. before and all those people. But the other thing with this event, it was, it was running on the same weekend as Run for the Kids. No, that's a good point. Which was yeah. an event in the city that had like 15,000 there. Yeah. But that was good because all the people wanting to run a 14K event went there. Yeah, and right. everyone else who wanted to run a stupid ultra. That's what it was. That's what it was in the morning. Because mm-hmm. I was like... Uh, because uh, one of the events was like an 8K or something, and I started yelling about why do these events do 8Ks and not 10Ks? Yeah. Like, what's with these 4.75 dumbass <laughs> events? Like, I want to PB my 5K, yeah. and so I'm just like yelling about that. Different race events, and you're just like, dude, you know what the event is when you sign up for it. Like, relax. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were yelling at. That's first. right. Oh my god. <laughs> so there's that. Had yeah. you had coffee that morning? I had like fucking three cups. Okay, maybe that's maybe what that it was. was. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so basically, yeah, so I finished uh, about 15 or 16 minutes behind you. Yeah. So I finished, I think, 13th or 14th out of 27? Yeah. And I finished... Like 9th? No, I think it drifted out to 11th. Let me have a look. Let me get the exact results. I think I was, I want to say 14 out of 27. Phil, whilst I search. Phil wants to search. Well, who's um, Phil? I Phil, 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 Phil Connors. <laughs> uh, it's Needle Ned knows whatever his name is. Um, I've just realized that both these episodes that we've recorded tonight, the actual thing set to microphone is not the actual Yeti microphone, so the sound quality for both of these is going to suck. Really? What have we been recording into? The computer's mic. Ooh, that could be awful. It's going to be awful. We, you'll be able to hear it, but it's. I'm going to have to try to fix it. Oh, we'll test it afterwards and see. But the light's on for the Yeti. Yeah, because it's plugged in. Yeah. I mean, the, it'll be fine. I'll just have to reduce the noise and stuff. But that sucks. Mm, okay. I, that's the second time I've done that. Well, third, technically, now. But the first one with Mike, I recorded that episode. For whatever reason, the Zoom didn't like pick up the Yeti. So it was like the computer's audio as well. So that sucks. I suck, everybody, is the moral of the story. And so does so does Brimbank. So. <laughs> All right. So there was 27 participants. 
in the Brimbank 50. And I think 31 registered. Yes. Um, so Andrew finished 14th. Nice. And I finished 11th. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. I beat you in the marathon. Mm. Shout out to um, a couple of the people that we saw in the event. Um, Kevin and Adrian, uh, so Adrian and Christopher. Oh, were those those two dudes that were like not knowing what they were doing? Two young were... guys who we saw at the start. Yeah. One of them had nothing. The other one had a school backpack. <laughs> um, Both of them had like the worst stuff that you could ever wear to run in. Yeah. And like not running shoes. And, and we were like, hey, um, what are the... you up to? They're like, this is our first ever marathon. We're like, you do realize it's an ultra. Like, there's 8Ks more than what yeah. you're thinking. You're... They're like, yeah, we don't know what we're doing. Cool. We're yeah. like, cool, guys, keep they, going. They, def they both had, like, these, like, like Salvation Army Air yeah. Jordans or something on. They were very optimistic. They finished in uh, 6 hours, 59 minutes. They didn't come last. They broke 7 hours. Yeah. And then there was a couple of ladies, uh, Wendy and Anjana, who started half an hour ahead of us. And they were the two ladies who were walking the whole thing oh, yeah. the whole time. Yeah. They finished in 7.58. Nice. Good for so them. So broke seven hours, broke eight hours. Well done. Amazing. And uh, Hai San No, um, he finished in 8.18. So he finished 27th out of 27th. But you know what? He finished. He, he finished. He, he, did, he did better than the four that didn't show up. Yep. And I bet you that nobody that he knows on that. Do you know what? It, like, could say that. They ran a 50K that morning. You know what's the in most interesting thing about mm -hmm. running a big race like this is you go to, like, the shops or something yeah. afterward, and you're just, like, walking around, and you're kind of like, me, personally, I'm just, like, looking down my nose at all these people who didn't fucking run 50Ks <laughs> that day. Yeah. I'm like, you all have no idea what I just did today. Um, you're just I, going about your stupid little lives, do being stupid. Um, also, do you remember the three ladies who were running with us for a lot of the start of the event? Oh, yeah, who we thought we were going to, like, Gonna like crush us. We thought they were gonna destroy us. They finished sucks to be them. Six hours fifty-eight minutes. Sorry, six hours, zero minutes, fifty-eight seconds. Oh bummer, they so didn't just missed six by a minute. They look strong. They I looked so like strong. one of them looked like Chris Roglowski, yeah. who's uh like a like a like a an OCR runner who's mm -hmm. like really fast, uh, who actually did um uh, the world's toughest mutter. I think she's the first female to get to, I want to say a hundred miles or mm. something. Um, I thought that like, they all looked like they were going to like, just what, one, one of them looked, yes. One of, and this again, looks at deceiving, but one of them looked way more stronger and confident yeah. as what she was doing in the other two, but all three of them, we thought we were going to destroy yeah, us. They kept passing us. They kept passing us. We're like, okay, well, you know, bye. See ya. Yeah. And then at some point we've gotten out in front of them or in the second half of the race, they've struggled more than we yeah. have. But yeah, they were kicking our ass for the first half of the race. So what did the winner do? Uh, so the win winner, James Haywood, three hours, 41 minutes, 33 seconds. That's the same time that I finished my flat marathon in at Melbourne. Yeah. So uh, seven people went sub five. Out of 27. Out of 27, seven went sub five. Right. Yeah. So, and you weren't one of them. I was not one of them. Neither was I. No, no. Don't we suck? No, Brimbank sucks. Yeah, it's it's the course. It's not us. This has turned into a very negative. I know. Go do this event, folks. We need more people to understand why this event is such a challenge. Because a you will look at this course, you will look at everything, and you will go. There's no reason. Why is it so tough? Because it's funny. Because I like when when we when we when we found out that it was going to be a different course. And you said the elevation. And I thought it was going to be elevation was going to be a thousand. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was like seven hundred or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, seven hundred meters and fifty kilometers. That's stupid. Like my my beast that I just did in twenty one kilometers was like over a thousand. Yeah. Uh, it was like, I don't know. Well, no, it was like twelve hundred or something. Yeah. That's this is going to be easy. 
But it's like not. It's not. Because it's dumb. Yeah. Just like 50Ks are all dumb. <laughs> That's all I got. At, at one point I was... At one point in the first 35Ks on Brimback, I was mentally running through, like, what are my best races of all time? Sure. And I was like, when I go sub five, this is going to be number three or number four in my favorite races of all time. It did not crack the no, top no, five, folks. No. Um, for me, it did, just because... Yeah. For me, I'm still, I'm still like, really excited about the fact that I'm finishing long-distance races without pain yeah dude cal what is your deal today cal's popped in to visit the podcast that hasn't happened before 87 times yeah seriously yeah um but yeah like so that's cool like so any kind of long distance race that i can finish without pain in my knee has been great yeah but it's also still frustrating yeah but i guess for me it shouldn't be well neither one of us it shouldn't be because i didn't train for it you were overtrained for it yeah exactly um so i guess i don't know i don't know i don't know we I don't know. know, but we're going, we're saying it now. Next year, we're doing it again. This isn't like one of those things where it's like, after Oxfam, I was like, I'm never doing Oxfam again. And within 48 hours, I was planning what I'm going to do next time. No. This is, I am doing Brimbank again next year. Got to do it. And I am going to go sub fast. Smack that ass. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I shouldn't say that again. No, it's a good thing that recording didn't pick it up. Yeah, it's a good yeah. point. All right, we done? Yeah, I think we're done. Cool. All right. Well, look, thanks, everybody, for listening to this second or first recording on this night of nights. Who knows? The shadow knows. So that has been our recap of the Brimbank 50K. Look, we hope to catch you out there on the roads, the trails, and the treadmills going above and beyond what you ever thought possible. Maybe we'll even see you at Brimbank next year. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you next time.